Welcome to the Conscious Educator Playground, where we collaborate with trusted educators from around the world to ignite and empower a passionate community committed to revolutionizing education from the inside out. Join me as we create our lives and our cultures on purpose. This is the Conscious Educator Playground. Let's play. Hello, everyone. Happy whatever day it is where you are. I don't, I don't even know. This week has been so weird. In the U.S., we had uh, Monday as a holiday, and so it kind of throws off the the week a little bit and, and makes it, it interesting. But it is Thursday in my world where I am. And um, I am, as always, grateful that Ms. Sheba Rashada is joining us today. And we are going to be chatting um, on the Conscious Educator Playground podcast today about your superpower. And Sheba and I have been doing this work together for a while now and really igniting and fostering the inner genius um, in those around us. And it's something that we do at our genius camps through um, my nonprofit, Genius School US, that's connected to the Genius Group and what Genius School Globally is doing to revolutionize education. And a lot of the foundational pieces that we talk about is that everyone has an inner genius. And so I wanted to play a little video um, for you all. And this is Roger Hamilton, who is a mentor um, and dear friend of mine. And he actually created the Talent Dynamics Assessment. And um, I wanted to play this video for the purpose of you really kind of understanding just the, just the premise. And it's a quick two-minute video um, that talks about why, why really focusing on each other's inner genius is, is important. So um, we're going we're gonna to hope that I can do this technologically savvy and that it's all going to work. So... Uh, hang tight while I play this video, and then we're going to dive into to our chat about your superpower and really how you find that, fuel it, foster it, and use it to your advantage in every facet of your life in order to create your success and whatever that success means for you. Um, so here we go. I'm going to play this video from Roger. According to Einstein, you are a genius, and him, and her, and, well, all of them. Einstein said, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll go through its whole life believing that it is stupid. We're all born great at something, but as we grow up, we find out all the things we're not so good at. So we spend our life feeling bad about those things, working on our weaknesses, while we take our strengths for granted. But wait, how about him? And her? And them? They focus on the one thing they were great at. They went from ordinary to extraordinary. And you can too. Did you know there are four types of genius? And you're one of them. There's Dynamo Genius, who loves to create, Blaze Genius, who loves to connect, Tempo Genius, who loves to serve, and Steel Genius, who loves the details. Each has a different energy that links to the four seasons and four elements. Great minds from Confucius and Plato to Isaac Newton and Carl Jung study these four types. Each has a different natural path, different passions, different strengths and weaknesses. Your winning formula is someone else's losing formula. You have a natural way to learn, to lead, to live, to love. A natural strategy that's used in relationships, in your work, in social media, even in the design of your day. In fact, if you do anything that feels like hard work, you're already doing the wrong thing. When you know you're genius, you can get in your flow. 
And when you know the genius of your friends, your workmates, your boss, children, family, you can appreciate them for what they are best at. And that brings out the best in them. As for the things you're not so great at, well, there's a genius in your network waiting to do those things for you with half the time and double the happiness. So take the genius test, discover your genius, then find the genius of your friends and grow your social genius. It will help you to live the life you love and love the life you live. The genius test is free and it will set you free. So we share that video um, during Genius Camp, and it's one of the first things that we actually have the, the students go through. And it's, it's really an, an opportunity for us to, again, stop judging ourselves for our ability to not climb a tree if we're a fish, right? And I know that that analogy, and I probably just butchered that. I'm not a fish. Is I'm not. I'm not even a Pisces, <laughs> right? So, she were you a Pisces? You're not a Pisces either. No, I'm a Virgo. Okay, so, so we can't even claim that. No, um, no fish here. No fish here, right? And yet, my whole life growing up, um, I spent my time and energy in school really feeling like it was all a bunch of hard work. And it wasn't until I really learned about my natural genius, and it was when I met Roger Hamilton back in 2005, and took the, the um, Wealth Dynamics Assessment, which is the version that um, really helps entrepreneurs find their path of least resistance to success, that I found out that I was a creator profile, that I'm a dynamo genius. And what it means is that I see the big picture. It's, I'm, I've got a very intuitive brain. I'm a visual learner, really good at answering the question, what? I thrive with significance and freedom. And in all of these things, I remember when I first got the results, I was like, mm, I didn't want that one. Like, <laughs> attitude about it. And it really was um, an opportunity for me to take a look at, well, how was I programmed, right? What did, what did society tell me? What did my teachers tell me? What did my schooling teach me, family, friends, all of it, as to where there was value in the world? And what I learned of where there was value in the world was in actually doing things that were more time-focused or research-focused and sit still and, you know, read a book, write a paper. Like, that's where there was value in the world versus ideas. I was like, well, everyone has ideas. So, you know, that that's not, that's not a value. You can't, you can't create wealth from that. But then you look at people like Richard Branson, like Walt Disney, who have created their success in life by staying in alignment with their natural brain wired strength as a creator. And they surrounded themselves and do, well, Walt Disney, you know, his legacy is surrounded by others who begin to amplify and fan the flames of that spark. And once I started getting into that rhythm and surrounding myself with others who had other natural brain-wired strengths, my life became easier. And even with my son, when I found out that he was a supporter profile, so he's a blaze genius. So he's an auditory learner. He thrives with communication and variety. So what did he get in trouble all the time in school for? <laughs> you know, the, the amount of times that I got calls or emails from teachers like, he won't shut up. <laughs> I'm like, Yep. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you. And so when um, when I learned his profile, um, it really helped me to ignite and foster that inner genius in him. And still to this day, with the things that he's experienced as a young adult and growing into his own career path, 
It's like he's going to create his wealth in this life through networking, through communicating with people, through, you know, bringing out that inner genius and others and, and really, again, talking and listening and everything that has to do with communication and variety. He's not going to create a success in life by sitting still and doing the same thing over and over and over again. And, and there are some people that that's actually what their genius is, is actually slow and steady, you know, find a rhythm, make sure, you know, everything is on time. Um, Shiva, for example, and, and Shiva doesn't want to, you know, sit in the corner and do the same thing over and over again. Um, but, <laughs> but Shiva's profile is as an accumulator. And so she's at the intersection between tempo and steel genius. And that means that she's really good at answering the how questions, really good at actually knowing how, how to make things work and how to make a vision come to life. But she's also really good at timing. And she's really good at deep-rooted customer service. And she's going to be more slow and steady about the decisions that she makes. Me as a dynamo genius, I'm going to be quicker to make decisions and go, I see it. let's go, let's jump. And she was like, well, did you consider this? Did you think about this? Did you think about that? And Shiva, have you ever been um, referred to um, as a negative Nelly or like a dream killer or, you know, like you, why are, why are you, why are you being so negative? I just had an idea. Right. Well, you ever I, had I, those I, conversations? Yes, I used to. <laughs> but um, so I think what I've learned is to not be a dream killer, right? The, mm -hmm. the more I learned about the different profiles and, you know, how people operate. Yeah. So I'm very detail oriented and I can still respect the excitement right. of someone who's like, we need to do all the things now. And I'm like, right. What? right. Because actually staying in your lane and then understanding that other people just have different geniuses. They're, right. they're just expressing that. And it, it, when we think about, even as a, as a classroom teacher, right? If you're not honoring those personalized learning journeys of your students, let alone yourself, then you can often get stuck. And so in my work with, with principals and school leaders is the conversations around when you walk into the classroom, say you walk into, you have three English teachers and you walk into all three of their classrooms and they're all doing things different. And you're like, gosh, this person's doing this really well, this person. If you take into consideration how their brains are naturally wired, they're going to create success in their classrooms in different ways. Even if they are focusing on the personalized learning journeys of their students, they're going to have their own that really contributes to that. So Shiba, the way that you create your success in your classroom is very relationship focused, really that deep rooted customer service, seeing those, the individual children. And I'm sure you also have um, colleagues of yours that can teach really well, but they might just do it a little bit different than you do. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Some of those differences? Absolutely. So for instance, um, I had a student that, um, <laughs> I don't know if this is a bad thing or not, Sandy, because I tell <laughs> the kids they've got to, you know, experience other teachers too. But yeah. he moved in, um, I was his English teacher last year, and he moved into my class again this year. He had another teacher. And the teacher that he had is fantastic. She's, um, she's very organized, but she's more big picture, right? And sometimes, you know, just planning with her, I get very overwhelmed because I'm into the details. I want to know like, wait, no, what's step one before we look at all the steps? So, <laughs> right. 
So yes, I, I do focus on building relationships in my classroom. Um, but I have, I, I would say a handful of strategies mm -hmm. that I can use and adapt to any piece of text I'm working with. Right. It's not always going to be these large projects with so many moving pieces. And that student said that the way that I teach works well with the way that he learns. Right. right. And he was like, she's great. It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. And so what you're saying, you know, in regard to students having these different learning modalities and styles, mm -hmm. I mean, it's to that's totally valid. That's so powerful to have students do that and, and parents as well. So when we think about all of us and, and whether we're talking about formal education or, or lifelong learning, right? We're, I'm, I'm constantly learning things. Um, we, have, we get to this level of self-awareness, which is what this assessment helps us to understand is a self-awareness. How's our brain naturally wired? Um, but then getting to that self-advocacy that you're talking about mm -hmm. and him being able to say, this is what I need in order to fuel my learning style, because this is how I learn best. And this is what actually gives me the energy to learn so that I can be engaged. Because if you're unintentionally diminishing that, and this is for parents, you know, or even humans, right? This is, this is human dynamics 101 when we start talking about really seeing, hearing, and valuing each other for the unique, amazing humans that we are. Mm -hmm. And when, when we have that, our own self-awareness, and then we can advocate with one another where it's not threatening, it becomes part of our culture that this is who we are and how we do things here is we actually communicate and self-advocate so that we can then self-regulate during those times that we get triggered, that things don't go our way, that, you know, we were, we were talking a little bit earlier about um, my, my house being on the market and, and waiting for it to sell and the economy shifted and, you know, I, me having to really regulate my nervous system so that I don't get too attached to the timeline that I had envisioned because that's really out of my control. I can't force someone to buy this house. That would be weird. <laughs> don't do that <laughs> so many things wrong with that um what i can do is i can i can regulate my nervous system and go i'm safe i have a home i'm healthy i have amazing friends amazing family and i'm you know connected enough to the energies of what's happening to go okay there's a bigger picture at play that i just can't see yet and that self-regulation can't happen if you're not understanding how you're naturally wired and creating your own rhythm from that position of strength, right? So when we know that rhythm, when we have that ability to, to, um, I, I, I want to stop saying be self-aware because there, that's it. There's a little bit more depth to it than that is really noticing when something resonates with you and when it doesn't and when something's working for you and when it's not and not whether it's good bad right or wrong is is it working for you is it does it feel true and right in your bones and in your heart um and i'm not saying are you nervous about it or or those types of things like because that might just be that it's unknown but when we when we establish our rhythms and our routines in any given week mm -hmm. understanding that we all go through rhythms and we're all connected to think about farming. 
farming is connected to the lunar cycle, right? There's, and there's a lot more into it. I'm not a farmer, but there, everything in nature grows and flows in seasons. And so when we start paying attention to our own rhythm and what works for us and what resonates, then we can really start being mindful about how we're gaining energy. Because the, the number one thing that I, I hear um, as a challenge, and this is um, for most educators, but I think it's also for most humans, is that there's never enough time. And time is, is energy, right? Is, is how we're spending it. Because who has sat at the DMV and went, oh, for the love of all that's holy, <laughs> can we just be done? Right. <laughs> and then have you sat and um been reading a book and all of a sudden time flies by and you're like, whoa, where did time go? Yeah. yeah. So when we start understanding how we're responding to the time that we're spending doing whatever it is we're doing, we can begin to shift and be intentional about how we're going about our daily lives. Because it'd be great, Shiba, if you could spend all your time you know, 100% of your time in your flow as an accumulator and never have to do any of the other seven, you know, duties, pieces of the, the pie to actually accomplish a project. Um, but that's not realistic. It's when you get beyond that 50% mark that you start really feeling that rhythm in your life. And there's, there's so much to this. And, and it, the, there is a free um, five question assessment that if anyone wants to take it, um, just drop a comment below and, and we'll, um, we'll make sure to send you the link so that you can do that. And um, then if you want the full talent dynamics assessment, there's a link on the bottom of, of our website that we'll drop that link in as well so that you can um, take a look and, and use what works for you. Um, what doesn't is, is all right as well. And then if you want some one-on-one -on -one time with me, I'm happy to do a free 15 minute debrief um, with anyone who wants to know what their natural brain wired strength is and, and kind of how to figure that out. So um, it's it's been such a gift for me personally and professionally to, to just have this wisdom and to understand and create this level of self-awareness. So then I can live my life on purpose and really continue to share that that with others. It's such a foundational component um, to owning who we show up as. And I want to um, I want to chat a little bit, uh, Sheba, about the the students that you were talking about earlier yes. and really self advocating, right? Does that happen? Is that a norm for students to be doing that and really understanding themselves and their needs? Is that a norm? Um, I think it's not always, right? <laughs> because I think children, most children at least, mm -hmm. they are conditioned. Aren't we all conditioned just to follow the rules, right? This is the <sighs> status quo. This is just what it is. Yeah. I think that as we learn more about empowering our young people, you know, and I, I make it very clear to my students, it's not just the English I'm teaching you. There's so much more that goes into this. So I think it's up to us to provide our students with the tools for self-advocacy. Because this student 
did approach me last week and say, I really miss being in your class. Mm. But, and, and, but the first thing was, but I don't think they're going to change it. And I said, all you have to do is try. And he was like, ah, oh, well, I'm not sure. I said, just go down and just try. Happened within a matter of minutes. Wow. And I, so yeah, so I, I don't think it's a natural thing. And I think that we equate being a good student with listening, mm-hmm. right? Kind of, it's still that thing of being seen and not heard. Yeah. Um, it's always like, um, oh, he's so quiet. What a good kid. And I, I don't think speaking up for oneself is something that is um, encouraged mm-hmm. or applauded enough yeah. in school. So I, what I can say is, Sandy, that in my class, one of my non-negotiables for our classroom culture is to ask for help when needed. Absolutely. Right. And so, and that's just the thing that, that I, I work on intentionally to create in the young people that I serve. Yeah. It's like, don't wait until things are a crisis situation. If you know you need something, Mm -hmm. just ask. Yeah. What, what's the worst? A no? Oh, I'm like, you'll live. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true though, because how many of us hold back from asking sometimes even for our basic needs to be met. Uh, yes. Right? And, you know, I, I've been through that. I've been through some of those, you know, traumas and unfortunate situations in my life where, you know, it wasn't safe for me to speak up for what was okay and what was not okay. Right. And so when we think about self-advocacy, it's not something that is inherent in us. I don't think so. And if we don't understand what our basic needs are and and why our basic needs are just, just because we're us, because we're unique. Right. And we have this ability to, to understand that everyone is unique and we all have our own superpowers. We, we all learn differently. We all, you know, show up differently. We all have different ways of creating um, success in this life. And which means that there's different things that we each need. None of them are good, bad, right, or wrong. It's just simply what we need. Absolutely. So I, I love that you do that as, as a 100% non-negotiable is that this is a safe space to ask for what you need. Absolutely. It's my conscious educator journey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, so many good nuggets here. Um, and we could talk about this and, and I'm I'm holding back on going into too much more detail because we do promise that these little nuggets of, of podcasts on, on the playground are just 25 minutes so that you have some bite-sized takeaways where you can listen in, um, watch it live on Facebook, uh, and subscribe to our podcast so that you can go back and listen um, at your leisure, uh, share it with others, definitely subscribe to our channel. And we're going to continue every Thursday um, having these 25-minute sessions where we, we dive deep and get to the heart of the, the nuggets that really help create comprehensive, sustainable, positive working and learning environments. And that's anywhere in life. There's working and learning environments in our homes, you know, in our schools, in organizations. It, and so all of these are, are really um, an opportunity for us to connect as human beings. 
and to understand that our ripple of impact, um, not only amongst each other, but with the children that we serve um, and the children that we're raising in the next generations is to really ignite and foster that inner genius and give them permission to be the unique, amazing humans that they are and advocate for what they need and learn how to regulate their own emotions so that they can understand that their superpower is a gift and that it is unique to them. And that when we begin to leverage each other's natural brain wired strength, that's when we get into teams of flow and then we gain energy and we actually grow and flourish together. And it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, Shiba, I know you've been on teams like that where it's, where it just works, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> and even in your homes, right? Um, and really just paying attention to, to the, the rhythm um, of each individual, because even, even within families, there's different natural brain wired strengths. And like I was saying about, about Hunter is once I found out what his superpower was, I had a guess, but once I knew, then it just, it's, it allowed me to look at his learning journey and his life journey a little bit differently. And it's going to be different than mine and that's okay. So Shiba, any final words of wisdom or a nugget that you really want to make sure people walk um away with? Sure. And just and this just kind of um, piggybacks off of what you were talking about earlier about just kind of listening, you know, to our own bodies and our own, you know, inner spirits about what works and what doesn't. And as I was thinking about that, now we have to be courageous enough to apply. Yes. Whatever it is that we need to to our lives um, so that we are in flow. Right. If you know that this is something that doesn't feel good or it doesn't, you know, leave you energized, well, then we're going to stop doing that. Yeah. And if we know we need more of this thing, then that's what we're going to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So important. Shiba, as always, thank you so much for being here. And to all of you listening in and or watching, thank you for being a part of the Conscious Educator Playground podcast. And uh, we will see you next Thursday. And if there's any topics you want us to touch on, um, any special guests that you want to see, we're starting to uh, be putting our special guest list together. Some of my amazing friends who have books that um, we're going to be bringing on that really kind of fuel this whole con conversation around being conscious educators um, and how we are really revolutionizing education from the inside out. So thank you all for being here and we'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining the Conscious Educator Playground. Subscribe to this podcast and join our Conscious Educator Playground Facebook group. You can find me at Sandra Marie Herrera across all socials. I look forward to seeing you on the playground again soon. Cheers to another week living your life on purpose.